So Lisa, this is the Sunday on Joy because you did all that fancy stuff. So it's fancy. It's just probably sideways fancy, but we'll see. But then we might be upside down on this one because I, I started the phone upright <laughs> and then leaned it over. So we'll see. Okay, so this is uh, the third Sunday of Advent. Um, what's Ember Days? My little fine print says Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday of this week are the traditional winter Wimber day. Oh, not Wimber, Ember Days. So here is a prayer from the third Sunday of Advent. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Yes, Lord. And the message today. Um, we're going to do part of the Old Testament uh, from Isaiah. We're going to go there in a minute. I'm going to back up to um, part of the verses from last week. Second Peter 3, verses 8 through 13. In 2008, I did Bruce and Julie's wedding over there in the brick archway. And Julie went in the early hours of the morning yesterday to live with Jesus face to face. So, we shall all meet again. Second Peter three, eight through thirteen. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you not wishing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat. The very atoms will let go, all of them. And the earth and its works will be burned up, Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct, duck, conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. Isn't that interesting? Peter's describing a nuclear reaction. <laughs> but... Coming, according to his promises, we are looking for a new heavens 
and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Why is he putting this off? Because of verse 9. The Lord is not slow about his promise. The countdown is occurring as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. He wants every single one of his people not leave one. It will come down, I think, to the point where the, our Father is ready to say, Jesus, you can now. But he can't say now until that last one comes in, is born from above. I don't think there'll be any stalling. I think as soon as that happens, probably the next step. Today's Old Testament scripture is Isaiah 65, verse 17 through This is New American Standard. I'm not totally, I'm barely familiar with quantum mechanics. And we know that from the study of that is that you can, in, in some of their um, experiments, they have like bumped two atoms together, say, in Huntsville. And on the other side of the planet, two atoms responded to that bump, even though it was on the other side. That in quantum, time-space is like kind of underneath it, sort of. Some sort of, there's an invisible connection that we're not aware of to everything. I can't prove this, but I think... Pretty sure that when Adam and Eve in the garden sinned, a quantum effect started across all of creation. This whole creation that he has made started becoming corrupted. Every single subatomic particle, every particle, it is all tainted by the fall of man. And even though we have moments when heaven invades, you know, and that you and I are, are born from above, so we're kind of like one foot in the eternity and one foot in this time-space place, but... He wants it all to be unified. And this time, space, place, like what Peter was saying, is going to have to disintegrate. 
after the learning to do use atomic energy, you know, eventually they used they learned to use hydrogen, and they made hydrogen nuclear weapons, and uh, it's a very powerful response because even though hydrogen is our simplest, you know, matter with uh, one um, one electron, one proton, you know, it's like when when the, the the bonding of the positive and negative staying in the and the electron in orbit, when that energy is loosed, and that one bumps the next one, and this chain reaction of bumping, of bumping, of bumping starts releasing it, tremendous heat, light, nuclear energy is released. The good part is, is that it stops down here. When you start a nuclear reaction, it doesn't continue until the whole planet and then our solar system is all consumed. It, it does limit itself. What Peter's talking about is unlimited chain reaction. Every bit of the universe will disintegrate. And that's necessary for the next step. And Isaiah the prophet is seeing the next step. Chapter 65, verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will be remembered, they will not be remembered, or come to mind. I think, I can't prove any of this, that, that we will have awareness of all these things. It's just that It's like me having my tonsils out when I was like six. I was there. I just don't remember it. You know, other, other, I've had a lot of other things happen and since then. 63 years of other experiences. The former things happened. It's not that they're not important. Verse 18, but be glad and rejoice forever and what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for gladness. This is the Sunday of joy in Advent season, the third week. Verse 19, and I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. And there will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping and the sound of crying. No more friends. No more family. No one dying from this time, space, sin from the garden. This will end. There won't be crying because we won't have this. This is new heaven and new earth. Verse 20, no longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Or an old man who does not live out his days. For the youth will die at an age of 100, and the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be thought accursed. 
he's, he's coming up with an illustration of this. Verse 21, and they will build houses and inhabit them. And they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. And they will not build and another inhabit. And they will not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people. And my chosen ones will wear out the works of their hands. You will create everything that you want to create until you can't think of anything else to make. Anything else to do. If you know Jewish history, even up till today, can you hear it in that right there and those verses? They will build houses and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build in another, inhabit from another country, from another invading some group. They educate each other. In the Holocaust Museum, different places of what the Nazi movement did to take away six million people's lives, Jewish people's lives, and other people. But um, that was just one little piece of this. Down through the ages, because God has separated Israel for himself, the enemy hates that and does what he can through people as his instruments to harm them. And his Christian children, the same way. There is a harming that goes on because the enemy hates those who know God since their rebellion in heaven Verse 23, and they will not labor in vain or bear, or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. Verse 24, and it will come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. And the wolf and the lamb will graze together. Now, in my neighborhood, I don't have wolves and lambs, so I don't really totally, you know, see that part. But I get it. I have watched foxes chase squirrels around the yard. The fox is very intent on catching the squirrel, and the squirrel's really working at not being caught. It's not, oh, you caught me. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out. Foxes one, squirrel zero, you know, but other times the squirrel lives to yell at the fox from way up in the tree another day. Verse 
The wolf and the lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. That would be amazing. And dust will be the serpent's food. And they will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. New times. Forgetting the hard times. No one awakening with nightmares. No form of PTSD from some experiences that were so horrendous that it warps us. I wrote a little note. Fairy tales are teaching devices. You ever think about like, you know, what starts these fairy tales? What's the most famous ending of all fairy tales that's most repeated? And they lived happily ever after. That echoes down through humanity. It's been, that echo started in the garden. After God had come and said, why are you hiding from me? Well, we're naked and we were afraid. Who told you you were naked? Well, we ate of that tree that you told us not to eat of. And Adam, being the progenitor of all the male half of the race, said, well, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. Blame shifting, our half. <laughs> yeah. And they're banished from the garden. Forever. Eden has been corrupted. The corruption has spread across the known creation. It requires a new earth. New heavens. Go out and look at the stars tonight. They're going to disintegrate. My neighbor has a couple of these, and maybe y'all have one. I don't know what they are, but they're sort of, they're a Christmas. I guess they got them for Christmas, I'm sure. But they are lasers that generate all kinds of laser patterns. Well, they've painted the water tower next to my house fresh last year. I think it was last year. Anyway, the paint job's fresh. And coming home the other night, I came up a particular way, and I can't see the lasers from their side, or it probably lights the whole tower. I need to go out there if it's not raining tonight and look at it. But I can only see the bottom of the tower, and it's rounded, so all these laser designs are 
all over the tower. They're in the trees. They're on the, they're on the supports. They're reds. They're greens. They're patterns. They're moving. It's just all these little tiny laser-driven lights. They've got two of them so that they, they generate two different sets of patterns all, all over this. And it looked familiar. I, took, I made a little movie, a little 20-second movie of this in the dark of this going on because it was fascinating standing out in the yard watching it. And it seemed very, very familiar, familiar to me. And I thought it was the ending of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It wasn't, but I thought it was. Close Encounters ends after this big spaceship shows up and take some people with them. And they start playing um, a Disney song at the end of it. I can't remember the name of the Disney song. It's, a, it's one of the, um, it's like someday the prince will come. It's a, it's, it's, there's a Disney song that's played at the end. And it's the kind of song is like, Happily ever after. I thought, but that's not it. I start, so last night for a moment, I kept seeing the way that the patterns looked, and I, and I referenced the phone for a minute and looked at the lights. It, it's really dark, so you can just see the lights sort of on it. I know this is useless to you, but to me it was. Have any of you ever seen a sci-fi playful little movie called Batteries Not Included? Batteries Not Included, you shake your head. Batteries Not Included is about a whole group of little uh, from another planet, but they're very small. Their spaceships are like little bitty spaceships. And so they come to this um, building that a lot of older people are living in. And of course, they're so, they're so old they can't fix anything, so everything's falling apart. And the owners of the building is going to tear the building down and make them move. And he's giving them eviction notice. Well, one of the little spacecrafts uh, has a problem and runs into the wall or something and can't get fixed. And so one of the older guys has some little tools and he fixes the problem with, this, with it. Because the little tiny spaceships are also them. The, the, the aliens are kind of alive but they use mechanical little tiny mechanical stuff so they generate this same kind of light at night like what i was seeing on the water tower all these little lights they've got all these little tiny spaceships running around lit and and they are the spaceships and so they see that the old folks their building doesn't work and it bothers them because they like to fix things because they're like the verse says it where they they, you know, they've done so much that they've run out of things to do with their hands there in verse 22. And so during the night, they fix the whole multi-storied apartment building. They repair everything. Now the owner can't tear it down because it was condemned. Well, it's not, it's perfect because they've all done it. And it's a fun movie, and you can't know, why is it fun? Because it's this same kind of stuff. 
And seeing those lights on the bottom of the, of the water tower reminded me of this, this living colors and movement in all of this. And there's something inside of all of us that we are in the likeness of our Creator Father. We have a natural thing to make things. So when Julie's body gives up, it's not right. It's not supposed to happen. Every time someone's body gives up, it's not supposed to happen. It, I just get angry and in pain because it's just not supposed to happen. She's supposed to be like she was right there in 2008 when they got married. We're all supposed to grow to maturity and then that's it. We stay mature. When you see her again, you won't see her the way she left. You'll see her at her optimum design. The grown-up Julie. I'm pretty convinced that all these little children that go to be with God, they won't be stuck in those ages. If he can take a dead almond branch and cause it to bloom overnight and produce blossoms and almonds, why would he not bring to maturity every child that was cut off? As horrendous as the abortion stuff is, they may have been cut short here, but if they were meant to be, which I think they are, I don't see a particular number of, atom, of, of atoms in a person, you know, in a cell or whatever that says, okay, they're not a human and now they are a human. That's, that's ridiculous. From the first time that they're one cell, Zygo, until they're 30 trillion cells big, it's a human. So I, you're going to meet a bunch of people. A vast number of people. Scriptures talk about even now, before the throne of God, there is a really large crowd of people crying out, asking for God to bring about justice. For different reasons, I'm sure, but he's, they're calling out for justice. And if God sent Moses to a people suffering under Egyptian overlords for the purpose of saying, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, that they may come into the desert and worship me. If he's doing that with them, then all across the planet, down through the ages, there are people that were supposed to have a completed mission of life and that has been cut short. They will have an eternal life and a new heaven and a new earth. So on this third Sunday of Advent, the one of joy,
encourage each other. The story had to start somewhere. And Gabriel came in and appeared in time space talking to Mary. Blessed are you among women. You're going to have a baby. How can that be? I'm not, I'm not married yet. Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come overshadow you. His name's going to be Yeshua, God with us. In fact, your cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Mary gets up, goes to see Elizabeth. When Elizabeth sees her, the prophet John inside of her, this baby prophet, starts putting on a, you know, a lot of activity. <laughs> the Holy Spirit that is on him, on her, comes upon her. And she starts prophesying about the mother of her Lord coming to visit her. Then Mary starts. We have the Magnificat spoken. The correction of the destruction that went out from Eden has begun. It's like a giant countdown clock. If we could see the seconds clicking off, it's counting down continuously, continuously. There is a new heaven and a new earth. We're not going to fix this one. We're going to replace this one. But until then, there's a bunch of nice days and enjoyable moments and a bunch of bad ones. We bless Bruce and his family, Tanner, Julie's daughter, their whole family. And that's just one little story out of all these stories on this planet.
Father, we look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. As wonderful as this is, and sunsets and different things, and hummingbirds and iridescent glowing and tropical fish and just, just, oh, just such wonders and terrible things. Earthquakes destroying towns, lava flowing, exploding, blowing up tops of mountains and taking out whole villages and cities and tidal waves and Bacteria, viruses. All the destruction, all the premature death. Thank you that you have not left us alone. That you are coming back. And you're going to unite those here living with those that are the cloud of witnesses that have gone before. We can't hardly wait for it, Lord. But we will because we won't the same thing that you want, that every single person that's part of your family comes into the family. Your will today on this Sunday, this Lord's Day. In Jesus' name.